Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Game two of the ALCS is in the books. Game one of the NLCS was a fun one. 1-1 one, one, going into the ninth. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you guys very much for joining us today. We appreciate you. We love you. It's a nice rainy day here in the Bronx in the Roosevelt Studios. Jake's wearing his Roosevelt shirt. He's sitting to my left. I am me. And Trevor is over in California. White shirt, backwards hat, looking like a, mm. a painter on a summer day. The uh, the uh, the literature teacher from my girl painting houses in the off season uh, and bug bug dude is behind the dish. The Rays take game two. The Braves take game one. A lot of good action. I thought both games were really good baseball um, and had some fun. Good on the field storylines. Good off the field storylines. Good storylines that are on the field but are kind of off the field. Mm. This episode is brought to you by Kyle Morton, Charlie's brother. Tuning in to see what we thought about the outing. Mm -hmm. Tim McPhail. McPhail. Wait, hold on. It's PH, but that's got to be McPhail. That's a tough name. McPhail. It's like a joke when someone fails a lot. You got to. That's the opposite, though. Like, he succeeds. McPhail is a very common name. Yeah, but in the early aughts, all those like video montage, like fail montage. <laughs> it was like a guy trying to do a kickflip and he'd fall. Fail. Like Mick Fail. Okay. Uh, Daniel Sheridan, Jared Guiley, Ray Sargood, Matthew Williams, Zach Miller, James, and Marcio Matthew Esqua. Those are our most recent patrons. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Jake, did you enjoy the baseball yesterday? I did. I sure did. Being honest. Uh, one massive mistake looms large in the afternoon game between the Rays and Houston. I'm sure we'll talk about that a good amount today. Uh, otherwise, I mean, that was that was a really good baseball game. It just got off to a really sour note because it's as bad of a combination playoff error as you'll see. Uh, but that was good baseball. And then... Uh, the nightcap man is kind of something that we've been hinting towards and dreaming to for a while. I mean, two young studs, great game, uh, pressure-filled at bats that uh, end up with the Braves getting to the Dodgers' bullpen that opens up a whole can of worms and, like, ten different storylines. So I'm uh, I'm pretty happy with yesterday's results, and I think uh, – you know, Dodger Braves, you can almost buckle up for six or seven and I think flip a coin at this point, Trev. I'm starting to feel that way about the Braves and the Dodgers. Um, you know, I thought it was good baseball yesterday. When you do make a mistake like that, like I, I've said before on this show, it's the loneliest feeling in the world and all you can hope for is the pitcher or somebody else to bail you out. And you saw Altuve's reaction after Manny Merlot Margot's homer. That is a, mm-hmm. I want to dig a hole and go live in there for a few months. That's what that look was like. So uh, baseball was good, though. I agree with Jake. There are a ton of storylines to talk about. Uh, one being that the Astros' offense is still relentless. 
They out hit the Rays yesterday 10 to 4. Just didn't have the big one, a lot of double plays, all that good stuff. But the, the games were great. I'm excited to um, excited to watch them again today. The Rays are a very and we'll cry on pod, so we'll start first. Rays, uh, Astros. The Rays are a very good baseball team. They're not as good as they've been in the last two games against the Astros. And I'm saying that high compliments. They're like hitting or uh, all of their defense has been through the roof. Their game planning and escaping jams has been amazing. Like they got out hit 10 to four. Yes. They take advantage of every mistake and, and, and take away any opportunity. Like how many hard hit double plays have we seen in the last two games? Uh, Wendell at third, making every single play. Margot catching that ball, falling all over the railing. Uh, Adamas at short had, uh, I think, uh, an amazing play. I think it was my favorite. A sliding short hop pick to get up and throw him out at first. The Rays are squeezing every bit of talent they have. Like they, That team looked unstoppable yesterday. They only had four hits, and one of them, and the big three-run shot came after an error. Um, hey, four hits and no walks, Jim. I know they just That's take. Insane. They just take advantage. Like hats off to McCullers. He threw a really good game. I struck out. Struck out eleven. Seven innings pitched. Uh, you know. He, then it's the error. It's that error is, and it's it's so bad by both players. Like I know Altuve bounced it, but Yuli's effort. He could have just picked it up, and Everything Troy would have been out. Play was weird. Everything about that play was weird. Choi not Choi was walking. He thought he caught it, so he bust or slowed down. That's he's. I'm sure he had a talking to because you know that's something that the Rays. You know, like you're saying, they're squeezing every bit of ounce of talent out of their guys. You got to be able to run the ball out just because of something like that. I'm sure they made a point after the game to talk to everybody and specifically Choi. But yeah, like you said, Gurriel could have just picked the ball up. Kept his foot on the bag. For some reason, he decided, ah, I'll just take my foot off the bag, and then I'll pick it up, which ultimately, I mean, 100% cost him a game. It's really weird. It's really bad play. I like, I think it's m- more on Yuli. And then uh, Altuve makes the error in the same exact play later on, and you're like, ah. I think Frenchie said he had the yips on air, which is damning. Go throwing that word around on players. Got to be easy with the Y word. Uh, not cool, Frenchie, IMO. I don't know if it was Frenchie. Someone in the booth. Someone in that damn booth. And, yeah, Jim, I'll go, and usually you and I are on the, the opposite sides of this conversation. Lance, you know, he was so good for the rest of that game, he did give up the homer to Margot. And if your defense gives up the air behind you, you can't give up the homer. Uh, and Manny gets one. Day late, dollar short for me on that in the homer draft. Um and then, yeah, when the, you know, Correa comes in and they get Fairbanks, which is like, okay, there's a little blood in the water. This Rays super pen who, you know, nobody can touch them. Trev keeps comparing them to the 2014 Royals uh, that were 14, so. 14 15 Royals that were so dominant in the back of that pen that it's like, okay, so we, we drew some blood on them. We got one of them. Um, Zanino comes back and hits an absolute bomb. I think it was 454. Um, that, okay, you know, the Rays, that two-run lead being three runs felt impactful, especially when the lo- they load the bases in the ninth. Had a burn for this game. We skipped past it. Oh, shit, sorry. It's God's plan, man. It's God's plan. No, that's my bad. I it's forgot God's we were doing plan. that. Unbelievable, Jim. 
Yeah. It's okay. Bad. Let's burn it. It's okay. You ready? I, I think so. Should have cut so me off. My bad, talked man. Talked about it. Started rolling. We get hot here. We get Jake's hot. You know what we do? Make adjustments. You'll be fine, Jake. We can't wait to listen to your burn. Make an adjustment. Yeah. I'm a big burn fan. How about I burn while you burn? Yeah. Light it up. Uh, People have been ruined for really that. Wants that. I'm not going to have that on, on tape. On your mark. Get set. Burn, Jakey Burn. Game two in San Diego. Trevor's Lance McCullers Jr. versus Charlie Morton. As the Rays try to salt away another victory. Top one. Lance will make him dance. A one, two, three. Oh, no. Altuve and Gurriel tag team. A terrible throw and catch. And that might be what makes Houston Margot home. Look at the Pelicans, Manny. A three-run homer after an absolute disaster of an error. 3-0 Tampa. Speaking of salt in the wound, Morton was good. Zero earned runs, five innings pitch. But after the first, McCullers was better. Finishes seven innings pitch, 11 Ks. Houston would get one as everyone's favorite. C.J. Correa goes solo. He always does in a way. But Zanin, no way. Mikey Z does it again. 454 to left center. But the Astros can spoil everything in the ninth. Bases hucked versus Nick Anderson. But he springs a double play against George. And Breggy Bullets hits his fifth hard hit out of the day to Kiermaier. Defense and pitching works every damn time. Morton to Fairbanks to loop to Thompson to Anderson. Rays show the fortitude to take game two. Fortitude. 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 Bregman got host. I think Wendell got him once. Wendell might have got him twice. Uh, and then hard hit to Kiermaier at the end there. What do you think about that at the end, uh, Trev? Uh, Anderson walks two guys. I believed he walked. Who hits before Bregman? I'm blanking. Uh, y- yesterday was Brantley. I think he walked him on four straight pitches. So he's thrown. I think he threw eight straight balls. If not, he walked the two guys. Bases are now loaded. It's the ninth inning. I totally understand what Bregman's saying. Like, hey, this guy's going to come into the zone because he does not want to fall behind after walking. But I also understand the argument of like, hey, this dude just walked four people. Let's make him throw pitches. What do you, as a as a player, do you like jumping a guy in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I think it was eight in a row because I remember them saying on the three zero pitch uh, that it was seven in a row to Brantley. And in that situation, look, Nick, I was watching him pitch, and I'm like, dude, this guy, there's something going on. Like, he was kind of, like, rubbing his arm. Like, I don't know if he was, like, profusely sweating or something. Like, he definitely looked like he wasn't himself, looked a little nervous. I don't want to – I'm not going to put that out there. Like, maybe he wasn't nervous, but something was going on. But Bregman comes up. The base is – no, first and third. Right? What was it? Base is loaded for Bregman. Base, that's right. He walked the base loaded. So base is loaded, down by two. I don't have. A, I mean, he got a good pitch to hit. I think. I think if you're a Bregman type and you're a Correa type or whatever, most of these guys in this dang Astros lineup, you've earned the right to swing when you want to swing. And he got a good pitch to hit. If he would have swung at something kind of out of the zone, like that's exactly where he was looking for that ball, like out over the plate, middle. Um, and he put he put a good swing on it. I think he probably wishes. Uh, you know, he didn't hit it in the air. 
as much as he did or maybe a little bit better but uh he he got to get pitched a hit i think that's all you can ask in that situation yeah it's a, these kind Kinda of hung contra- up there. kind of contradicting thoughts of baseball like bregman jumps that pitch and it's more well located or slightly more loft or slightly left loss we're calling him a genius we're saying oh the pitcher threw eight straight balls so bregman looked for one in the zone knowing he had to come in at some point and he's a genius uh you know we do this on 30 counts we do yeah. it in situations like this where if you get a hit you look awesome if you don't everyone wants to poo poo on you and yeah man i mean tough for breggy uh all the all the analytics people were tweeting after the game i think since they started tracking the hard hit balls he was the first ever playoff guy to have five of them and not get a hit from it um and it's a little bit the story of the astros mm-hmm. like you know the the defense has been nasty um, and you know some of that is positioning A little bit of it is a little bit of luck um, You know, you, you got to put yourself into positions to succeed And they've done that with their guys I mean, you know, people it, There was Rays fans that didn't want Willie Adamas in this year They won the top prospect Wander Franco, give us the juice Adamas has been disgusting this year um, You know, Joey Wendell, Trev, you, you compared him a week or two ago to DJ LeMahieu for what he does for the Rays, and we kind of scoffed at you because we get on our Yankees high horse. But, man, he gives some pesky at-bats, and he can play some high, high-level defense, uh, which we saw last series and we saw yesterday. So, um, you know, the Rays put themselves in position to make this happen. Um, and, yeah, the Houston sitting there. They got two great starts. They feel like they're hitting the ball well, so it's this weird – they're comfortable with themselves, but they're also down 2-0 to a better team. Yes. I had something I was going to say. Um, oh, about the Bregman swinging thing. The 3-0, the, uh, and then obviously the first pitch after all those balls. It's a numbers thing, man. Numbers after 0-1, not good. 0-0 swinging, pretty good. So, like, you know, you have to be calculated there and have to get a strike, which you did, and I think – that's the main thing. And you're right. If he gets a hit there, drives that ball in the gap, you know, a little bit more launch angle, a little bit less launch angle. We're looking at probably two runs coming in there. A little less Kiermaier. Tie ball game. A little less Kiermaier. Anybody was catching that one. That yeah. thing hung up there a little bit, but I have no problem with him swinging there. And 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 to your point, the Astros got to be feeling like, what, what do we got to do? Yeah. I mean, they feel like they played pretty well, and they're down 0-2. Yeah, if you're the Astros, you're you're saying we got to catch a break sometime. Like they haven't caught a single break, and every time they fuck up, the Rays capitalize on it. Look at uh, Harry Lewis in the chat right now. What he just put, Jim. Astros expected batting average is three sixty. Rays is one fifty seven. That was yesterday. Oh, today's three thirty seven expected batting average for the Astros and one eighty. That's, that's for the series. That's for the series. Yeah, but the, <laughs> and, and that matches the eye test. The Rays just they they just they're aggravating. They just will beat the shift. They'll you know they'll slap one this way, slap one that way, and then they'll pounce. Hey, the home the homer thing's true. How many uh, they hit two homers yesterday? Did the Astros hit? They hit they Astros. Hit Correa got one. Correa got one. Out homer the opponent. You're gonna win. Yeah, it's the bottom line. And that's what they, I mean. They've been getting those timely homers and pitching well, and their defense, the shifts, the defensive placement. That's what's really like. Every time they hit a ball hard somewhere, I'm like, oh, there's a player right there. Yeah, that's and how they that get all those double plays. 
that'll take the wind out of your sails of your offense right there. Like you were like, man, we can't do anything any better than that. And then you start trying to manipulate the swing, trying to beat the shifts. It's exactly what they want you to do. So it's, uh, and I don't know. The only good thing that came out of the Altuve error was he got a nice hug from Dusty. Mm. <laughs> so it might be worth making an error. Feel all better. Yeah. 10 nothing game, make an error, get a hug from Dusty. I don't know. Could be something. Not a bad trade. Yeah. I'd make that trade. Uh, the, the only thing, another slight win for the Astros, who don't really have slight wins because they're down 2-0, is that they did get to Anderson, and they... Um, got to Fairbanks, too. And they got and Carlos Correa got to Fairbanks. So you, you did, you know, put little nicks in their armor, their best horses out there but you're down 2-0 you need a lot more than that and I think the I was telling Jake this Trev the no off days and the no travel really changes the vibe because if you go to Tampa and you lose the first two games and then the next day you get a day of breath and travel and you get okay let's reset we're going back to our stadium with our home fan we're not in the fucking trop anymore it's a whole new series let's just win game one in front of our fans like you 100%. get to mentally change, whereas this year, all the same stadium, no off days. It's just fucking. Let's go back out there tomorrow. That there's no like mental change where I think you were granted that a little bit. I mean, as Yankee fans, like, hey, just win one in their building, we'll win them in ours, and that was kind of the philosophy, uh, the mindset. So you don't really have that anymore. It's just every day, back out, back out, back out. I agree. It's it's a grind, and that's why we have said like the Rays are at such an advantage here because of the depth. But that's another good point about it. I mean, if you are in this seven game series, and are they doing two three twos? Is that what they usually do? Or is it two 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 one? I believe it's two three two. Two three two. I mean, it's a bit. Yeah, you lose two, or you sneak one out of the trap, and then you go into Houston. I mean, that's you steal home field advantage, and you're playing in front of your home fans, like you said, but. It's, Ain't happening this year, man. 2020's got them all up in the bubble in San Diego, and they're gonna have to find a way. You know, I think they're. I think if you're the Astros, you're sitting there like, look, we outplayed these guys. Bottom line, we outplayed them, like pretty much in every facet of the game. Um, we just need to get that one big hit, or like let's, you know, that one air cost us. But we've been playing really well. Besides that, so I think today, I mean, I know we're not giving our prediction on today's game, but. I think the Astros are going to be confident coming into today's game. Yeah, and I, I think the momentum thing can turn more. I, the mental thing is absolutely true. You see a new environment, and you can put things in your rear view a lot easier. But if they see a bloop single drop today, or if they see a ball hit the bag, or if they see G-Man can't pick one at first, which, my word, he's been picking everything. I was getting in the advanced stats on that. G-Man's got some really nice first base numbers this year. Um you know, you can mentally still change the momentum. And, you know, you have you kind of technically have the matchup today. You will be the home team as well. So maybe if you get a little ninth inning magic. Um, but, I mean, you know, we're, we'll talk about it on the pregame show. But, I mean, you just can't go down 3-0. Otherwise, the series is over. So, um, man, raise, baby. Trev's raise. Raise or raise? I was actually trying to find BBD. I, need, I probably need your help here. I thought I tweeted out my prediction, um, but I believe it was a talking baseball um, verbal. 
prediction. So I don't know if you have your notes. And I believe it was because I was looking back on my tweets and someone responded to me and the Rays on July 1st. I need to, I need to find out where, where that is. I don't know if you got that in your notes. I can go back and look too. Don't but. have it immediately, but I'll see what I can find in the next five minutes. like that. The other thing is McCullers go so deep and they lose being the, um, yeah. They lose being the away team. So they only used one inning of bullpen. Eight innings pitched. McCullers did seven of them. So the Astros have the full arsenal in this somewhat do or die game coming up. And I think it was Scrub who came in, who was a guy for them this year. Young dude, big curveball, and he looked okay. So you wonder if this series does go on, can he help them at all? I don't want to be a hater here, but I'm going to be hater, a hater. Hater, hater alert. Can I be a hater? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, once those shadows crept in. Oh, yeah. When you have a guy like Lance who gets that vertical break and can spin it, you have no chance. Unless no your name's chance. Zanino. He caught a backdoor fastball and just like got lucky right there. I think it was a change. Uh, I think he went. No, it was backdoor heater. I remember watching it. I think it was in the 80s. <clears throat> I mean... Sure, it looked like a backdoor heater, but I, I remember I think, a game. I think he went fastball highway, missed, and then tried to come in, or he took a lot off to hit his spot. I don't know. but uh, I thought it was a heater. It could be wrong. But we, I, I remember a game in particular. We were in Chicago, and it was the same thing. It was like, I think we started at, I think it might have been like a 3 o'clock start for like some holiday, and it was 96 sinker. Yeah. Jose Quintana and Phil Hughes. And they're not huge strikeout guys, but the shadows were there. And boy, you should have seen some of the swings both sides were taking. Both established career highs in strikeouts that day. And all they were doing was just, just spin it a little bit. Just put a little wrinkle in it. It's exactly what McCullers doing. I'm not saying he didn't look good. He looked sharp yesterday. But I mean, seven innings pitch at 11 Ks. Like he wasn't going to get that on a regular day, a night game or something like that. So, I mean, that's got to. That's why like the playoffs kind of make me mad when they do these games at that time because you know you're going to get the shadows at 3 o'clock. And that's, that's, it changes everything. So yeah. just keep an eye out for that in the rest of the series. And I don't think about, the uh, uh, Dallas Stadium will have that. They had the roof open, but I don't know about the shadows and stuff for day well, It's games. dark as fuck in there. I'll take a little bit of bugs on my face before we get there. Uh Casually mentioned, and we all kind of agreed. We're like, well, won't see Aaron Loop again. And there he is the next day, getting outs, back at it, because that's just what the race. Well, do. he throws ninety five now. Yeah. So whatever. And did you Put guys see? There. There's there's a good clip on Twitter uh, showing all the raises, different arm angles, and it looks like a goddamn top half of a clock, like from Yarborough <laughs> to Loop. All the way over to Thompson Drake. to Glass now. It's it's insane. And like, you, that's uh, part of what they do. Did you like it? Who posted it? I want to see it. I could find it, I think. I think Petriello had it. Petriello. I think he stole it from Pitchers List. Shout out to the baseball community, guys. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, yeah, we can move on. Jake's got a burn. Game two of the day. Mm. Game one of the, of the NLDS, but... Before we do that, i got to tell you a little bit about DraftKings. Week 5 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 6. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. 
To add to the excitement of Week 6, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds and boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all of you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Call the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code JOHNBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you must be 21 or older. New Jersey-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jake, are you ready? Ready. Game one, National League Championship Series. Burn, Jakey. Burn. Mm, the Atlanta Braves freed themselves to the NLCS to give Max the ball in game one versus the mighty Dodgers and Walker Ferris Bueller, hoping to not have an off day with some blister problems. MV free, most ballinest player. Solo shot in the first for Freddie. One nothing Braves. But that'd be all they'd get as Walker lived up to his name. Five innings pitch, one earned run, seven Ks, five walks, career high. Hashtag blister, not the time or the place, Michael. Meanwhile, Mad Max was dropping dick. Six innings pitch, nine Ks, only mistake. Kike, do you love me? Are you riding? Solo shot for Kike to sneak. We're going 1-1 into the ninth, training in. Train out, young, thick, Austin Riley, absolute gong show. Mr. Solo Dolo to take the lead, but the Braves weren't done. Ronald Acuna, what a wonderful phrase. Double, Marcelo Zuna, what a wonderful phrase. RBI single to score, Ryan and ah, little monster. Ozzy ah. Albies to the moon. Actually, to the pen, Melanson catches it. Nice moment, and then he closes it. Freed to Coldplay, Chris Part- Martin, to Willennium Will Smith, to Mark Melanson. Braves win 5-1 final take game one. Little monster scream scared us all. The uh, real monsters. Trev was shouting out some, some throwback shows yesterday. Figured we'd bring it back there. So... Uh, 1-1 game going into the ninth inning here, but we have some major storylines. Walker Buehler's pants were tight, Mm. and Melanson caught uh, Ozzy's home run casually from the bullpen mount. That's it. We don't need to talk about this game anymore. That's what happened. No, no, no. no. Highlights. Oh, something else happened. The game happened. Yeah. The game happened. I don't like the camera's angle or stadium or lighting at this field, so I couldn't tell if Walker Buehler was all over the bottom of the zone or just everything looked like a low pitch. But Walker Buehler, this blister shit sucks because he walks five, and if he really lacks control because of the blister, kind of sucks. He walked well, four. A, 
What? Sorry, I just I I read up on that. I did a sequence episode with Walk about Walker um, getting a strikeout, and what they were saying was he's got it covered all week in all his bullpen sessions. They cover it up, and they they you know he can't feel that finger because whatever he has on it, he he's got bandages on it, fucking new skin, whatever they put on it, and then you take it off for the game, and it's a completely different feel. So like he's not getting that good work in between starts yeah so I which, see where he'd be rusty it sucks because he walked five he walked four last game so he's out after five innings and he threw a hundred pitches so i'd like to see not blister boy bueller pitching just like like cut the finger off and give him a new finger or something but the home run the freddy was impressive down and in fastball that freeman just turned on i liked that um but max freed was was just as impressive more impressive uh he goes six innings pitch, one earned run, but his curveball was crazy. It looked really nice. He was cutting the ball really nice, whether it was the curveball or just kind of his cut fastball. I mean, we saw we saw some pitches there that came across the screen, and we were like, is that a slider? New text message. Text from, from Max. Oh. Trevor Plouffe, live. Hey. Live. My bad, that's a little brag. Can you reveal it? I'm sure he's just responding to me. Please, him how good he's he was saying yesterday. he said, "Please don't text me during the playoffs." <laughs> <laughs> if you could, he probably just said thanks. If I had to guess, okay, that's a good guess. Um, Thx, but yeah, he he looked good, man. Um, cut some from his arm angle. Some of the ways the pitches can come across look like 93 mile per hour sliders. He was pumping it when he needed to. He's working both sides of the plate, Trev. I know you like that. Willing to come in on guys Got a couple nice outs The Will Smith at bat Jumps out He kind of crowds the plate He wants that inside pitch So Max just brought it in a little more And said try to hit this And he did not So uh, Freed was good Yeah the only mistake Kike got him And uh, man Dodger fans love Kike baby That's six base runners yesterday That ain't gonna get it done A Dodgers offense is much better than that But Max just shoved I mean he's Banging 96 out there. He's got movement. He obviously has the curveball. And people were saying, like, you know, he's an L.A. guy. Grew up idolizing Sandy Koufax. Well, that breaking ball sure looks like Sandy's. And today, you know, we're going to see a, another guy that emulated Sandy as well in Kershaw. But Max uh, doing his uh, a great impression in his own right. He looked incredible. Um, I think the... Braves are really opening everybody's eyes. They're not intimidated. And I don't know if that's just a clubhouse thing or what. But, you know, you go up against the Dodgers, and they got Mookie, and they got all these guys. They're the Dodgers. Braves are kind of – I mean, yeah, they've won the NL East, what, three years in a row now? Is that what it is? Fact Something check, like that. Chat, fact check me. Uh, but they don't look intimidated whatsoever, do they? In fact, they look – energized like Acuna I think it stems from Acuna and Albies like these guys don't give a shit they have fun no matter what and that energy exudes to everybody else you could just see in their their, and Ozuna's added to it this season for him yes absolutely Ozuna's a big part of that and Freeman you know he's like he may not be as jovial as those guys but he also when he gets in the box he doesn't care who's on the mound so like that combination of the confidence and like the skill they have out there showing up man and the Dodgers are kind of like ho-hum like we want to be in the World Series well you got to get past the Braves first I wish that uh Cunha played shortstop <clears throat> mm. 
I just, you know, you got tough. All the fun young superstars, Tatis, Lindor, Lindor's not young. And then, like, if they were double play partners, I just think we'd have so much great handshake and celebrating turning a double play in the middle of the infield right there. Just something I, you know, just if I could go back and rewrite the story, I'd have him be a shortstop. I understand. Not everyone could be a big league shortstop, Jim. It takes a super, super special athlete and person and, uh, Mm. yeah, to do that. So, in my opinion, there's probably only like 15 big league shortstops worth their salt. Hmm. 20. Depends how you define worth their salt, I guess. I think Ronnie could do it. Anyways. A banger at shortstop? Yes, that is. You're not going to find a ton of those, but you can find it. Uh, you can. Uh, if they wanted to go back to how shortstop used to be, defensively mm. driven, there's so many guys that can pick it, but now they want you to hit, too. Back so in now that's just, that's just catchers now. Back in those Jeter days. In 10 years, they're going to be a DH for catchers soon. Hey, we had Darno cleaning up, Will Smith hitting fifth in this game. Not their best games either one, but um, I, I don't know, guys. The story of this game we still haven't talked about. It was 1-1 into the ninth. Uh, Dodgers pen comes in, and this is kind of the fairy tale we've been talking about. If the Braves do make this a series, I think it becomes a fear factor of the Dodgers' bullpen. The goddamn... Literally, you couldn't write up a better Achilles heel follow-up story like, oh, this super lineup with super starting pitching and so much talent. And it always seems to come back to this bullpen. Trying and gets the nod in the tie game. Yeah, uh, and but I was so excited about their good bullpen going against the heart of the order. And we had, you know, Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna, Darno, Albies coming up. But first it was Austin Riley. And Austin Riley said, uh, screw you. Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I start this off. And, I mean, could be a big moment for him. I mean, Atlanta's been hyped up about Austin Riley for a little bit. He was having trouble kind of cracking into that team slash finding a defensive position to get his big bat because they believe in that bat. Uh, You know, Donaldson was there last year. They let him go, Um, although I think they were trying to resign him a little bit. That you know they end up moving using the money on Ozuna. Young Thick has worked out, and uh, you know this could be kind of a big moment for him because I they do have him a part of their core going forward. Absolute moonshot to give them the two one lead, uh, and then they just don't stop. Um, you know Acuna with the double down the line. Ozuna uh, punches one out to right to score him, and then Ozzy Albies with the. Uh, the exclamation point straight to Melanson on the mound didn't even have to move really, um, which I Jimmy you said it at the time and I agree with you. That's like an impactful moment. That's like the that's like the looking back if things start to happen with the Braves and you start thinking you've got some magic. I'm just that's telling a you. movie moment, Trav. If, if this was a movie, that would happen and you and they they'd start playing some swell of music and the vibe you'd get was like. Things are going the Braves' way. Like in the in the movie, it would have been Melanson and Albies. Like they're they're like they bump chess before the game, and Melanson was like, "Hey, it's about time you give us something." <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then it comes right to him, and it's like, "Oh and my Melanson god!" Melanson looks at the ball, and it's got like an imprint, and it says, "That's for you, Mark." That's Coming for off you, the bat, bitch. It's crazy. Ooh, he like put a stamp on his bat, hit that exact spot, yes. put yes. it on the ball. Yes. You're getting it. it, yeah. And then it's like a sex. 
a sex okay. scene with, with Max Fried <laughs> okay. on the mound. I didn't see that <laughs> twist coming. Just dripping, but... just dripping sweat. He's got his Oof. like weird little facial Glad hair. Glad it was He's looking real good, and he's just like dominating. Yeah. No. No, that's yeah. a different movie. It's a different. Hell movie. yeah! That's I've got I've got Max Reed and Walker Bueller doing their own thing, with some tight pants and some athleticism. Yes, you know we know about the Walker thing post game. So good. Um, idiot asked him about the pants, and he's like, "It's not the time and the place now. I just lost a game in the NLCS. Shut up! You're an idiot. Please don't ever ask that just question again." I'm so just so straightforward dad mode. From how old is Walker now? 25 younger he's yeah, 26 he's south though they they're they're an older soul just there. so direct telling a beat reporter not the time or the place michael calling they him asked, michael they asked, um freed about it yeah post game as well and he he was said the same thing like he here i have the sound bites for anyone that might not have heard him they're worth playing What the hell? Um, Pray another time or place, Michael. <laughs> Thank you, Walker. Probably not. And then Max Freed. Max Freed was. Alex, please. All right, this might be a dumb question. It's not really a question about you. Uh, Walker Bueller's tight pants. What, what is that? Is that a is that a Cali thing? Is that a pitcher thing? Just kind of what what's the deal with that? I, I I don't really know Walker. It's it's kind of each person on his own. Uh, if it helps, if it makes you feel good. Dude, who the fuck is asking these questions, dude? Uh, his name is Michael. Michael J. Duarte. Same guy? Same fucking guy. That asked, I don't, he, asked, he asked Walker. I don't know if he asked both. He's legit going to get his credential removed. Like, Walker is saying that right now. Like, get this guy the fuck out of here. I don't mind him Viral. asking, but I also love Walker Bueller shutting him down. It was a viral moment. And what if Walker Bueller, like, quips back with a fun joke? Like, yeah, my girlfriend likes it too. Then it's like I a. Like I'd like to see your pants tighter, Michael. It's a, different, it's a different environment, man. If he comes on the show here. Yeah. That's that, the environment for a question like that. You're talking uh, about a post-game press conference where you got to be credentialed. Only so many people loss. get to ask Post-game loss. You're right. You're right. You're right. Post-game right, right. loss. You in, can't be. I playoff. like that question being posed to Walker. Not He was right. Not the time or the place. Yeah. yeah. Come on talking baseball. Should I say that? Should I just tweet at Walker? Like, come on talking baseball. We know when, you, when, you want it, when you want to talk about <laughs> your tight pants. Yeah. Bit. Okay. Maybe if the Dodgers win tonight. Like, I just, it's just, it's stupid. Like that's for us, bro. Like you, you're not us. <laughs> you're not fucking us. Trev, John was given Max Fried some Orlando Bloom comps last night. Your mm. thoughts? Only from Pirates of the Caribbean because he's got the facial. A head. younger Orlando Bloom. I think Max's he's more. Age. I think he's more Johnny Depp than uh, Orlando. Although I could see maybe like a, a mixture of those two guys. Keeping it in the Pirates movies. I like that. I just watched a new movie with Orlando Bloom. Um, it's a military movie called The Outpost. Okay, Tom okay. Hanks. No, it's uh, Orlando Bloom's in it for a little bit, and uh, actually, one of the main characters is Clint Eastwood's son. I don't know his name. Chet so it's Eastwood. Eastwood. Uh, it's pretty good. That's good. That's good. That looks like him. It's got the facial hair, the nose. It's almost the exact facial hair. Yeah. 
See, when I think of uh, Orlando Bloom, though, I strictly think Legolas. So. You strictly Lord. think the picture of him on the paddle boat with Katy Perry with his dick out. Kara Knightley. I haven't, that's, there's a picture of his dick on the internet? Legolas' dick? I haven't seen it either. Is I've, it not Orlando I mean, Bloom? I want to see it now, but... Oh, yeah, with Katy Perry? You guys have never seen this? No. I don't, I, I don't really want to see it. Do. You Legolas, do want to see it here, Jake. No, Legolas Orlando is a Bloom. special what character. I type? It's I just right to... there. I mean, it's Katy yeah. Perry sitting on the front of the paddleboard. He's kneeling on it, completely naked, just paddling on, her hold around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ben Gardy says Kershaw scratched, Gonsolin starting. Is that a lie? Ben. Ben, this is a big ben. moment for you. I mean, here we are, checking out Orlando Bloom's dick, and they scratch Kershaw. It is with the passing. BBD. Passing. I mean, it's not from passing, but. Are you confirming Orlando Bloom's Back dick spasms. or no, Kershaw? The Kershaw thing, but I was okay. in the middle of Googling the Orlando Bloom. BBD, you'd like. Twitter. You'd like the Orlando Bloom thing. Yeah, it looks I, like he might have fluffed his penis a little, like he knew the photo photograph was coming, because it's a little perched. Yeah, I know about perched penises. I uh, <laughs> I just googled Orlando Bloom penis and it came up, so yeah. it's pretty easy search. I don't want to search that. I'm worried about as uh, he searches. I'm going to search it on the work computer. Yeah. Okay. Um, Llewellyn knows. Anyway, that's kind of big news. We'll talk about that in the pregame show. Which one? Kershaw. Okay. Um, hey, give me a, give me a, just, I don't want to look at it, but give me a one. To, a one well, BBD just, rating. BBD, instant Listen, reaction. It's one to just look at Orlando Bloom on the, on the kayak. I need to see more angles of his penis because it's a really weird shot. Well, you know, he knew what he was. He knew he was going to get he, he photos knew there taken was a photo. and he was a little bit fine with it happening. And he also prepped a little bit. Okay. He so well, give me a one to 10. It's just funny that Katy Perry's just like in a bathing suit, yeah. not naked, and he's just naked behind her. BBD. Say, all, we, say okay, all of your I, feelings. Say all of your feelings right if now. If Max Freed is really a friend, he will recreate that photo with Jake as Katy Perry. Yeah. I'd like to do one shoot where we switch. We do both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think Max oh, is in for that. You guys. Leave Max alone. He's freaking focused. You got to see it, Trev. You're going to be a little bugged out. Yeah, I see it. Anyway, okay, it's guys. This is not a natural big, penis angle. Big news here is that the bull, the Braves bullpen does it again. Yeah. Chris Martin, Will Smith, Melanson, three innings pitched, zero hits. Will Smith is gross. Which one? He was yes. not gross when he was a starter. Then all of a sudden, what did he go to San Fran and they put him in the pen? Yeah. The Royals, he was just a starter. Unless they put him in the pen at the end of his time there. But shoot, man, he looks like Zach Britton kind of. Right? Like, is that a fair comparison? Maybe he doesn't throw as hard? Yeah, Britton's tough because he's he's pretty unique, Not, and that's not yeah. Yankee stuff. Like, I mean, Britton, yeah. you know, pumps one pitch 80% of the time. Smith's just got a nasty, like, fastball slider combo, yeah. and he, he can dot it. And he, uh, Slider's good. Slider's I, I remember good. I put it all together because I think he when he signed with the Braves, he said he liked the Braves. He's He's got this, I think he's like a Florida panhandle guy. He's like a... You know, he's definitely got a scent to him if you're around him, and I think he's just leaned into it, and he's he's figured it out, and he's he's a stud, dude. You can his stats from the past like decade are good. Yeah, he is. Sometimes that happens, man. You're like that guy's not that good of a player. Then you look and you're just like, holy shit, he's a really good player, and I didn't notice. Ooh, last thing before we maybe start segueing out of it. Um, 
Ron Darling said something on the broadcast that I want to know if it's a baseball thing, if it's just a uh, alleged thing, if it's total BS, or if there's maybe stats to it. He was talking about Charlie Morton, and he said that Charlie Morton over time has gotten a lot better against lefties because when you pitch for that long, he's seen so many lefties stacked lineups that you learn how to pitch to lefties. Is that a little... Is that a little bit of a myth? Is it if you're such a good starting pitcher that you pitch for that long, you're Seems probably normal. good? You get enough practice at anything. I mean, it. you could see it making sense, but I also have no idea. Like, I've never heard that before. I mean, he's a guy that, like, reinvented himself once. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he started pitching like Roy Holiday, and here he, I mean, he's still doing it. Yeah. So that makes sense. He just sense. started throwing harder, Trev. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened with him, but he's turned into an, an amazing pitcher. Um, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, you get those lefties. You got to find a way to get them out if you want to stay in the league. Yeah. It's like anything, man. Like if you come up and you can't hit a certain pitch, you better learn how to hit that pitch, or you're not going to be playing for very long. So I think you know over time you develop things. Uh, lefties have their tendencies, and if you can exploit those, um, you know whether it be. I think a lot of lefties nowadays, he's kind of set up perfectly for this. Uh, I remember when Joe Mauer, they started to figure some things out about him. It was it was the 12-6 curveball. That vertical break lefties, for some reason, don't like that. So, like, Morton set up for that, you know, change-ups away, busting them up and in. There's ways to attack lefties, typically, and he's just, you know, learn how to do it, man. Like it. Love it. Not as much as the Orlando Bloom peeper talk, but... yeah. Well, I'm not going to look at that, I promise you. I'll send you Why wouldn't you? I'll, I'll text you it to you right now. I'll text it to you three versions. You're gonna be, like something, if you guys are like, you got to see it, then I'll be like, okay. You're going to be interested by it. It's not gross. It's it not sounds weird. Like sounds like a five to me. I don't want to see a five. I need to see, like, if, if I'm going to take a look. It's not impressive, if I'm being honest. Like, I could take that picture. He's not a big guy. He's, he's got to be five, six, seven. He's listed at 5'11", which makes me think he's 5'9". You you already went to the stats, huh? Good for you. Oh, yeah. Well, Jim brought it up last night, and I saw it. I wondered if it was too facial hair-based. And I also picture Orlando Bloom being pretty tiny. Well, now I'm just texting it to our group chat, so Zach's not listening to this. So I wonder what he's going to think. Somebody said I'm I'm fairly certain texting that to me would be illegal. I agree. (laughs) Well, I just did. If, yeah. if we had a fucking HR at this company, I would. We do. It's me. I'm free of no, all. Isn't Katie the HR? I'm calling Katie right now. I'm head of HR. Actually, I like that angle better for him. That's a more natural droop. <laughs> Remember this day when I've uh, taken over the, the shadows company. misleading. After I sued Jim. What's that? Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Uh, that's the end of this episode. I and like that picture for him. Yeah. That's I mean, a seven. Yeah. I'll find the weird one and send it to you, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Two more games today. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>